welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello everyone, welcome to Dear Alice. Today we are going to talk about how to curate artwork. I love this topic. I know, <laughs> Suzanne is on fire right now. She's twinkling. I wish you could see her face. Um, we had a question um, from Mickey Wark and they asked, in a recent podcast you mentioned art. Could you, do, could you do a podcast on art, curating art for your home, mixing styles successfully, mixing types, as in sculpture, wall rugs, um, paintings, etc. how to best display the types of art, how to, um, how to frame pictures and the sizes and pieces of each. Gosh, the list goes on. Mickey work. <laughs> so I think Sue, actually, you're a really great example of this. Uh, um, Sue has more art than she does all walls. And she still has more art at the framers because I think somehow she's going to hang more art in her home. She <laughs> like got a barn. <laughs> Throw it up there. She's a great collector of art and really you love all types of mediums. And I think really the best homes, the best galleries are the different types of mediums and textures living together in one space. Yeah. And I think we've, we've walked through homes before where they have all the very same type of art and it starts to look super flat. Yeah. Landscapes right? on landscapes on landscapes. Exactly. exactly. And you yeah. do, you need, you need the eye needs that mix, right? Totally. You need paintings. You need something graphic. Photography is wonderful. You need textures, tactile. I like that you said wall rugs. Yeah. Cause we do that a lot too. And it. so, and I recently put one up and I was so, I'm just in love with what it did to the mix mm -hmm. to add that texture and something not in a frame and behind glass. So, yeah, we'll kind of get into all those things. But I think when you are curating art, a lot of people don't know. This is, again, we've said this before on previous podcasts. Art is the hardest layer. Yeah. People don't know. Most people don't know what to do with themselves when we come up with art. They're like, should I like that? Is it personal? How should I respond to this? So we often do a few presentations, mm -hmm. reselections on art. And so um, one thing, Mickey and anybody listening is to figure out what type of art you like. I think that's a good place to start as you're curating art so you know what to collect. Because there's nothing worse than just like wasting money on dumb stuff and putting it up on your wall because it's unlikely that you're going to replace it with something better. Yeah. So if you know what you like, then you're going to buy purposely and it's going to be awesome from the get-go because you loved it and it has value. Mm -hmm. So I think good ways to do this is to go to museums. I think going to museums and exposing yourself to different artists and different shows that are coming through town or when you travel, try and stop at a museum and just try and appreciate something. Be like, you know what? I had no idea. I always thought I didn't like um, figurative, you know, art, mm -hmm. but I love this artist and I love the way they depicted the human body. You know, and so now, you know, I like, I like that, but I like this type the best. And so now you know how to shop. So I think that like museums are awesome. Pinterest is a really easy way to start to look at art. Find, find a designer that you admire and they will guarantee you, I ha they'll have an art folder. I have an art folder, Jess has an art folder mm -hmm. and there's, you'll see there's a big variety in there, but it kind of gives you a baseline to be like, I like that, but I don't like this. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you are like, given the opportunity to buy art, you know what you're looking for, or you have a huge wall and you're like, I loved that abstract. I want to get a big abstract there. You'll know what to look for. So anyway, I think those are a good couple of good places to start. Mm -hmm. It's just understanding what you're drawn to 
when yeah. you're starting to curate your art collection? Yeah, I think a really polarizing thing too that we've noticed from um, selling art and putting art in people's homes for 13 plus years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is that some people really don't love a figure in their, in their art. A lot of people, more people, more people than not don't want another human in their art because they're like, I don't know. I feel like a stranger's looking at me. Right. Or they don't even maybe like hooves of an animal as furniture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Right. Cause yeah. we, we often, um, I think the Egyptians did it first. They put hooves yeah. on furniture legs and yeah. we love the sculpture. And Coco Chanel element. has legs in every single room. Yeah. 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 And so we just love it. Sue can't be alone. Um, even I'm an extrovert guys, yeah. I, I gather energy from other people. Yeah. She loves humans. And even if you're walking next to Sue, pretty soon, the longer you walk by her, pretty soon her body's touching yours while you're walking. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she loves, she loves people. And she's like never met a stranger. She's instant friends with people. So when you go into her home, 90% of it is a subject. So she's never alone. You always yeah. have people and things and animals and, you know, just imaginary They're storytelling. Yeah. You know, they're storytellers. And I, I, when I am alone, I'm not. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I gather energy from them and I want them to be around me. So, yeah. so I'm one for portraits. I love figurative art. Totally. So kind of form that opinion about yeah. yourself because there's a lot of art that has a subject in it. It might be a horse. Um, it might be bunnies have been really popular with that whole Hunt Salome um, movement. Um, I'm trying to think of other figures. Birds, I think cranes are making a big traditional comeback and a lot of wallpapers. Mm -hmm. Um, Tigers. 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 Uh Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers are very Gucci. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tiger anything. They had a big embroidered pillow. It said Gucciification and it was like tassels (laughs) all the way around it. And you're like... Well, nothing's more expensive than that now. It's the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen. So yeah, subjects are really designer. Very cool. And if you can do it, do it. Because you're going to be so much more interesting than if your home is full of non-subject art. And I think even if you don't like subjects, like try and find ones that you do, because I think it's a really lame collection if there's not some of that. Like Mm -hmm. you go into, we call it kind of condo art, if like everything is just like a dumb abstract yeah. You know, and it starts again to feel flat. And so you do need to have that mix yeah. um, when you are collecting That's art. Soul. Yeah, you have soul. And so maybe like some of your large pieces are a little bit more breath, like you have a little bit more breath with like an abstract and like interesting paint swatches that look like they were almost a study to then do this like really beautiful oil painting, you know, of a portrait or of a landscape or something. So that mix kind of tells the story of like how maybe like that piece came to life. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I love it. Yeah. I just love it. It's so yeah. good. I love that too. Scale. Oh, yeah. Scale is everything. You're going to want to go so, bigger than you think yep. when it comes to art. Yep. Um, I think in a room, it's really good to have all your mediums come together. So mm-hmm. if you do, like Sue was just talking about hanging a rug on the wall, Sue did it in her stairwell. So those walls can go down deeper than normal. So you have full height. What size is your yeah. rug on your wall? Gosh, it's probably like a six by nine. Six by nine. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we just recently hung a five by seven on Rachel Parcell's wall in her nursery above the crib. And it's this big Moroccan off-white sheep's wool, you know, beautiful rug that's high pile. So if the baby were to stand up in his crib and bang against it, it would just be this really fun marshmallowy experience. Imagine, think about this. Most, if you have four rooms in it, you know, four walls in a room, one might have a window. You might have window treatments, but that's only softness. 
Like mm-hmm. again, the mix of the, of the art, like having something soft on a vertical surface totally. is so dynamic. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. Textiles as art, even the and, framed scarf. We love a framed yes. Hermes scarf or grandma scarf mm-hmm. framed. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, um, and it tells a story. Totally. You know, people are fascinated. I think art is a, I don't know, it's a conversation starter. It's an icebreaker. And so when people come into your home, like I want them to ask you like, where did you get that? Yeah, That's it's like fascinating. The I've never seen your soul. You exactly. Know? A sofa is a sofa. We can do beautiful things with it, but art just really starts to let your walls talk. So definitely. But yeah, yeah. scale, scale is everything. And just like Jesse said, like you want some pieces that aren't going to be matted and just like the whole painting goes from edge to edge, touching the frame. But then you're going to have, even when you have something smaller, say you found like a really great artist and you grabbed a, a figure study. I'm speaking personally. Anyway, you're going to want to, like if that piece is important to your collection, you're going to want to find a really interesting way to mat that mm-hmm. huge. So that can be bigger but you don't want to have a room full of those of little pieces matted big. So there's a space for that. But the important thing is to scale it large and do interesting matting on it in a rad frame. I love that. Go big. Yeah. That's so good. I think, um, using art that you've picked up when traveling that, um, or that's vintage or passed down Mm -hmm. or both. Maybe you're, maybe you're hitting, um, really cool vintage stores while in Palm Springs, Mm -hmm. right? You're traveling and you see something really cool. Um, that will always remember you, remind you of that trip or you're in Europe and there's a street painter and, or you know what I mean? He's just doing art in front of you and you sort of ask him questions while he's doing it. And then you can talk about it. Yeah. It's a conversation piece, but it also tells your story. And you'll remember the painter. Yeah. I think, I think this is cool. Not all your pieces have to be original. And like you can have a mix, right? But I think when you do get an original, like learn about the artist. I think that's, I think that's the magic and why I get a lot of originals is because I get drawn to those people again. I like the story behind the person that painted it too. Yeah. So anyway, that'll make it emotional and art is emotional. So yeah, pay attention to that as well. Definitely. I love the traveling bit though. I think that really does take you back to that place. Yeah, I love it. And don't put cheap frames on your artwork. Oh, please don't. Yeah, that'll <laughs> nothing really, makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, that'll it will cheapen the whole thing. Yeah, and the frame is part of the art. Mm-hmm. You know, the frame is art. Framers are artists. Yeah. And I yeah, and I have such a respect for that because yeah, we have this one guy that does all these hand carved frames, and like every piece that I've taken to him. Like, it's just like double art, right? Because <laughs> yeah. he's had his like master's hand carving something around this piece that is, you know, I just love so much. So yeah, don't go cheap on the frames. Yeah. Like, be a, you don't have to be hand carved and traditional. You want, again, and you want to mix two of your frames. Right. You know, you're not going to want everything to be heavy mm-hmm. and carved. You're going to want to have some that are a little bit more mo- like tailored and edited and modern. So definitely. Yeah. That's so good. So let's say you have something framed. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes edge to edge. You have something else framed that's got a really large mat. You've got a rug on the wall. You've got sculpture on the table, or maybe you have a pedestal that's a sculpture Hopefully a on pedestal. it. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. There's also um, there's also photography. Ooh, yes, and right? a, and photography adds such a crispness. We've been in this big. Um, some of our vendors have cl- or released some of these Slim Errand collections mm-hmm. and these Condé Nast um, images, and there's like it's such a cool vibe. These photography, this lifestyle photography, um, pulling that into a room because it kind of sets the tone. We have this one client in Dallas, and we we did this 
um, a Slim Aaron's print above uh-huh. this like little sitting room and the kitchen, they have like a really cool style that has like a little bit of vintage, but they're young and fun. And we put the scene that was probably in like Lake Tahoe, but it's this fabulous pool with like all these people just like, but there's like, they love the mountains. So there's like pine trees, but then you see water and you're like, where is that? Take me there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you instantly get transported when you go to this, when you will go to these, um, this client's home, because like, that's one of the first pieces that you see when you go into this like big space in the, in the home. Yeah. So it's anyway, a total that mood. Christmas though, yeah. if you can imagine if we did something you know, stodgy or like old in that, it would change the kitchen. Yeah. But by putting something crisp, it modernized the whole thing. Uh-huh. And it like anything's game at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. Make sure to include photography. Totally. It's just like, it's such a vibe. The art it's is. such a vibe. Yeah. It'll just, yes. it'll change everything about the home. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, the variety in pieces is really important. Don't just go all landscapes like we talked about, the abstracts. Um, you can have you can have a landscape in abstract or something religious, um, especially in the gallery wall. You want to get get the mix in there, and then um, I love a still life too. Ooh, I do too. Yeah, yeah, like still lives are rad. It's just kind of there is a stillness to it. It's just this little yeah. study frozen in time. Yeah, that I love. I have a little red shoe. Oh, I remember you had life. that. That was from an artist. Yeah, from yeah. Amanda, right? So good. Yeah, yeah. It's just really cool and simple. So yeah, get the mix. Don't collect all the same. And it's a gloppy oil. Yeah. I think again too, like with your framing, some things will be, you know, art will be bleeding from edge to edge and that might be like on a canvas Mm -hmm. with like paint on it. And some things will be behind glass. And again, the eye likes the variety of even that. Right. So the texture, texture, I think is important. Talk about the gloppy oil in the kitchen. Oh, the most recent one. Well, no, just, it just how we love. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, this go, takes me back to like when I first started working with Jess, we went to this, like this architect's home. I think we got a backstage pass and gotten to go into Robert's home. Yeah. And he had these really amazing oils in really unordinary places. Yeah. He put them in above his master bath. There was this like big oil painting. I'm like, what a random spot for an oil painting. But I'm like, what a celebration that he gets to see every day. I love it when we do that. Also above like a range because like you would think, oh, oil is going to splatter. And Mm -hmm. to that, like to your your viewers, there's going to be like, wow, like they just really want to appreciate it. And it's just right there in their everyday life that they're going to be seeing all the time. You're not hiding those things like in a, in a room that you never go to. You're actually celebrating those things in these little pockets and powder rooms above ranges, above in, in a potty closet, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I just love it when I see a gloppy oil in those little random pockets that yeah. you just would not expect it. Totally. Cause kitchens yeah. are just so solid yeah. in their color. And even like on top of the range hood, yes. you know, gloppy oil. That movement up. is yeah. needed. Right? It's just so French and, and pretty and art, artistic Yeah, instead of just stayed, you know? Yeah. It's alive. Yeah. It really is. So good. Um, expose yourself to, um, just to all types. You'll know what you like, but the mix I think is where the magic's at. It is. Yeah. So don't be afraid to pull it together. Yep. Um, photography doesn't have to go with photography. Oils don't have to go with oils. The mix is where it's going to get really interesting and they don't all have to live on the same wall in a gallery. You can have them in their own separate moments, but don't forget sculpture on the table or like we said, the pedestal. So it's alive in the space. Yes. Yeah, but these are the things that are going to make your home look really stylish and make you look really interesting. And I feel like every editorial space, like you look at each object and they are art in their own right. And that's part of the curation too, be it object, be it on the wall, be it like sitting on a mantle. 
Like everything can be like picked with discernment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what curating art is all about is you pick it with like the intention that you love it and that you appreciate everything about it. That is curating art. Ooh, cheers. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. If there's this topic that you want us to talk about, um, just write us at Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 